Hey everybody, it's RJ Salveson of the Full Court Press. It's Monday and it's time for your weekly Utah State football presser where you hear from Coach Anderson and players. This week, week 9, we get you ready for Air Force and recap the Nevada win. So to lead off things, here's head coach Gary Anderson. As always, it's great to win. thought the kids played hard, um, you know, handled the day with a late kickoff very well. So, um, you know, defense did some uh, really good things. We knew we had to control the run game and try to get the quarterback off his mark, and we were successful in those areas, which was great to see defense. They ran to the ball, played good team defense, and you know, offensively, we uh, had our opportunities early and uh, didn't take advantage of them in a few spots, had a couple balls that were dropped, a couple opportunities. We get caught up with the corner on another deep ball. Um, so we just need to you know, find a way to get our mojo a little bit early and, and make some plays and get off the field. Um, on defense like we did and then continually find ways to have more extended drives offensively. That's a, a big part um, of this season moving forward on offense. You know, we had too many drives or less than two minutes. I think it was 15 to 17 of the last drives in that game were uh, less than two minutes. That, that can't take place again, especially against this opponent that we're playing this week. Um, if that takes place, you won't win. Um, that's just the bottom line. So there's a uh, prideful in the work we got to get done we know where we're at we all look at as coaches and players special teams obviously was a huge part of the game again field goal kicking um the kickoff return save on is awesome uh, also commend the other kids that are on that team uh, that whole team is the special teams player of the week for us is that that whole kickoff return team um they, they're very prideful in what they're doing, and we have a special young man they're kicking uh, returning the kicks when, when he gets an opportunity so uh you know, huge challenge this week. Air Force, not a good team in my opinion, a great team. Um, you know, in all areas, offense, defense, special teams. Offense is firing on all cylinders. You know, defense, very opportunistic, run to the ball, play the way they've played for a number of years. And there's just a lot of a lot of really good players and uh, a heck of a scheme, which we all know. So we have our work cut out for us, and it's a great opportunity. Bottom line is this has been build up now and the kids have made this on both sides both teams they've made this a big game so congratulations to the team on both sides it's a big football game and um, that's why you play to get into big moments and big games and you know we'll uh, we'll see what uh, takes place but uh, again I commend the kids on both sides for putting themselves in this position and it's our job as coaches to do all we can to get them ready for uh, a big time football game coach can um with your punter, uh, Bartolik does very well, or Bartolik, however mm-hmm. you say it. But, I mean, is that a competition each week with him and Calster, or is it by injury he ends up there? And can you talk a little bit about him and what he did? Because his special teams was also a big part of the game. Yeah, um, you know, Chris came in and did a good job. And it, it's a little bit, uh, you know, they're, they're competing like every position when you go back through and see um, exactly the game plan, what fits, what the situation is. And it was uh, it was Chris's time. He did a nice job last week. And Pierce has done some good things, which we know also. So um, it goes back and forth a little bit, uh, I suppose, with uh, with Coach Collins. They both have opportunities to kick during the week. And Coach Collins felt that it was obviously Chris's opportunity this last week. And, and he took advantage of it, which was good to see. You talked about your special teams team as a whole and kind of their blocking led to Saban's mm-hmm. touchdown. Do you have a lot of first-teamers on defense and offense playing in that group, or is it mostly underclassmen? It's a good mix, um, but there's a lot of experience. I don't know if it, I couldn't really tell you a number of seniors, but there's a good mix of upperclassmen and a couple new guys filtered in there. Um, but we put as good of players as we can on special teams, and when you have a weapon like Savon, you want to make sure you do all you can. You know, um, 
you know, Holly's in there as a defensive tackle playing in that back end, and he has made a couple great blocks in there. And, you know, Christian is in there as a true freshman and done some great things on those kickoff returns. So it's a good mix of, of young and old, which is, uh, you know, pretty pretty much our makeup of the whole football team on all three phases. Secondary played the best game of the season, uh, taking some lumps early, but against NFL-type receivers in Wake Forest and LSU. Uh, how gratifying was it to see them put together that performance on Saturday? Well, it's it's uh, it's great for those kids, and that 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 group is a bunch of just workers, tough-minded, obviously very talented young men, great athletes. So they wouldn't be in the position that they're in playing, um, you know, Division One football. Um, but just I think what carries them through is their ability to fight through the good, fight through the bad, and just keep on grinding. And they do that in practice. They did that all summer. They did it all spring football. Um, they did it last January in winter conditioning, and the, the ones that are back next year will continue to do it. And I think the great thing is, is you know, a couple of those young men are obviously leaving, um, but G, DJ and Cam just give a great, um, you know, work ethic, um, toughness, understand um, that every day is not going to be great, and that should be infectious for that young crew of DBs, whether they're corners or safeties, and quite frankly, for all the young kids on the team. So it's fun to see them have the success. Uh, you know, make the plays that uh, that they were making out there, and they'll they'll continue to grow and develop. And uh, they got another challenge on their hands this week with obviously a team that uh, you know they have to be highly involved in the run game, and they have to also be involved in a an Air Force team that is very effective in throwing the football. Coach, can you talk about the importance of having to play assignment disciplined football against such a unique offense like Air Force? Yeah, it's uh, you know assignment football, uh, physicality, toughness. Staying in the moment, uh, understanding what's uh, what's coming your way from a very you know different type of scheme, but uh, functionally a very uh, a good scheme that is a great scheme because of players and the way that their coaches adjust on game day. Uh, so all those things combined in this game deal with the discipline of the physical discipline and the mental discipline that has to take place on defense to be able to have any chance for success. Um, there's a lot of different ways. A lot of people play these guys a lot of different ways, a lot of different scenarios. They see the odd front. They see the even front. They see people try to blitz them off edges. They see you know a lot of different scenarios, but the bottom line is they adjust. And you'll see that. That's what the, the first quarter is, is a, a good quarter in scoring. Every scoring quarter is a good quarter for Air Force this year. But their second quarter, just look at it. The adjustments that they make, um, it's a hundred and some odd points if I'm if I remember right. Glancing at that, looking through some things I was looking at, but that's their, uh, that's that's the kids taking coaching and adjustments. I'm sure I'd imagine that's I'm sure that's a big part of it, and uh, adjusting to the game plan and then putting it out there on the field and the coach is doing a good job with it. So, yeah, I've I've been against these guys for many many days in in my career as a position coach as a coordinator, um, now as a head coach, and nothing's changed as far as. The respect I have for the kids in the program, you know, whether it's Fisher DeBerry or Coach Calhoun and his staff, they, they do a tremendous job. And they're at their best when they have really good players, and that's what they have this year, really good players. Is, you know, you talk about going out against them a lot. You talk about them making adjustments. I mean, it looks like it's the same kind of thing, but is it a, <laughs> is it a lot different of how you went about against them maybe 10 years, you know, yeah. whenever you've gone against them before? It's... It, it's so funny because so people have heard it four or five times just in the last week when you're playing Air Force and how's a team that just runs three or four plays be so successful? And that could be 
no farther from the truth. There's a whole bunch of plays in there. It looks like it's a dive and tackle the dive guy and then slow play the quarterback or tackle the quarterback and then just go tackle the pitch guy, right? And then there's a couple passes sprinkle in there. It's far more than that. And it's very in-depth. It's a, it's a elite offense um, taught by elite coaches and um, their ability to adjust. And But there is a number of plays in there. What appears to be triple option is many, many times not triple option. The blocking scheme is completely different up front. You know, it may be a trap that the normal eye wouldn't catch. It may be a zone play. It may be a dive play. It may be, you know, a cutoff on the away zone on the backside where they're running the, the triple option phase of it, but they're going to hand the ball off. Um, so there, there's, there's a number of different ways that uh, they attack you. And the biggest thing is when they find a deficiency, which a lot of offensive teams will not do if they find a deficiency, they'll go back to it and they'll go back to it and they'll go back to it. And if they can do it 20 times in a row and you can't adjust to it and deal with it, then you're going to get you're going to get pounded and you're going to get ground into the dirt. And that's where they love to live. So, um, you know, again, a ton of respect. And you got to have on your your big boy pants and hop in the trenches and be ready to battle against these guys. And that's why it's such a great opportunity because it is unique. And you know, you will know. Exactly, especially on you know this that that offense is built to to grind you down and beat you up, and you'll know if you're a tough guy at the end of that game if you come out of there, and uh, you held your own against that offense, uh, especially inside the tackle boxes. You're a tough guy. If you're weak-minded or soft, you'll get dominated in that game and you'll get exposed. Didn't you take time in camp, yeah. even work on Air Force? Yeah, camp and you, your mm-hmm. bye weeks. Camp, spring too. ball, bye weeks. Um, you know, day after Christmas, whenever. <laughs> yeah, whenever we can take, whenever we find an opportunity to squeeze in a few periods of Air Force, we'll absolutely do it. And uh, you know, you, you have to. It's and just in in my opinion, and I just again that goes back for how many years I've played them, and I've been on both sides of that thing where we've played very well, and I've been on sides when we have not played very well. But I know this: if you don't play well in all three phases in this game, again, you won't win. You have to play. Well, it has to be a real team. And you always say that, right? Play well on offense, defense, all three phases. Sometimes one phase has to pick the other phase up to get them over the hump to win the game or even to play well in the game. And that may be special teams, offense, or defense. It may be two out of three phases. But in my opinion, in, in, this, in this football game, you need to play well in all three phases to have an opportunity to win the game. Um, and there will be ups and downs and flows both ways. And these kids will keep on battling. Uh, you know that the kids from Air Force are going to battle till the end. And I know this football team will battle to the end. And they're both battle-tested. Um, you know, you look at the Navy game, and um, they came storming back in that Navy game, and they were down, and they came storming back, took the lead, and, and ended up not winning that game. But just their ability to fight back and keep grinding through the process is what those kids do every single day. And I think that you know our team has, has proven to be pretty tough too. So, a couple tough-minded groups going against each other. I think something that really stood, really impressed me is uh, they played seven games. They, they've only given up 22 tackles for a loss as much as they run the ball. I mean, what does that say about their offensive line and how, how tough-minded and, and physical those running backs and the quarterback is? Well, a lot, a lot of that, I think, has to do that, that can't be forgotten when you talk about Air Force not having a lot of TFLs is, yes, sacks. I think they have three sacks. Um, so there's three TFLs there. Um, not very many in that situation. And then a lot of times if they get sloppy ball handling, it results in a negative play for them, whether that's a fumble recovery or the ball's rolling on the ground and they miss a pitch or what have you. So their ball handling to me this year has been extraordinary. Not many times you see the ball on the ground. Um, and then, yes, it's, it's a physical downhill running attack when they hand the ball off to the fullback, but a lot of times that ball is going to the edges, and, and they do a very nice job of uh, 
you know, just executing the offense. The, the guys on the edges block very well. And the skill set to me is, is on the offensive side of the football, um, you know, those wings are fast. And that is a little different than you, know, you see year in and year out with Air Force is the speed of the wings, the ability for the quarterback to be able to throw the football, and the skill set of you know, both of the wide receivers. One of them is more of a tight end and the other one's truly a, a wide receiver, but the, their ability to be able to catch the football catch contested balls um, and it's not just the wide open you know we blew a coverage and they score a touchdown these kids are running quality routes and quality throws are coming his way and they catch contested balls so um, you know really good offense and really good defense that's aggressive and it doesn't matter which quarterback's in there because they've already mm-hmm. used three of them yeah. they've all been good yeah. when they've had yep. to play it doesn't make any difference if somebody's hurt or whatever too, does exactly it? the skill set may be a little bit different a little bit there uh, here or there but it doesn't change the scheme um and they're all very well in tune with the scheme and you know how it uh, uh, how it attacks different types of defenses on what they're doing. The one thing you're not going to do is you're not you're not going to just say holy cow, well we've never seen that right. It's not going to happen. You have to execute um, to beat them. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, what does it do to a quarterback like Jordan, your quarterback, to have guys drop passes like that? Does that get in your? I mean, you know, you talk about him being a tough-minded guy. Yeah. but that's got to affect. Mm-hmm things a little bit I would have to think no I think it does I, there, there's no question and, and Jordan is never going to be one to point any fingers anywhere that's just not his it's not in his DNA which is part of what makes him so special um, I don't think he does that in his own mind I don't think he does it in, in any way shape or form but does it uh, it's, it's different you know it's, it's it puts a little bit of different spin on things and uh, you don't want it to hurt your confidence, but I think we all be fooling ourselves if we sit here and say if I'm a three throw shooter and I've missed the last 10 in a row you know all of a sudden that that, that uh, hoop looks real small, right? And so I, I think we don't want him to push in any way, shape, or form, but his guys need to pick him up, you know, and that's uh, his, his, they need to make the great plays. If you look at the Wake Forest game, it's tremendous plays. Siosi's playing the end zone pops into my brain. You know, there's been a lot of those. You have to catch contested balls, and you have to be able to make the plays when you have layups. And, uh, you know, it's not just it's, – it's, it's all over. Uh, on that side is when we're, when we're firing all cylinders, we're doing a good job, guys are making plays. Well – if we're not doing it, then we need to look at ourselves and self-evaluate ourselves as coaches, self-evaluate ourselves as whatever position we're playing. Um, offensive linemen, give Jordan more time. Let's work on coaching that better and be better as a guard and a center and a tackle. And if we're dropping some balls, let's work on it as coaches and, and make sure we're practicing it the right way to give those kids the opportunity and give Jordan the opportunity to have practice feel as much like game time as it possibly can. And, uh, you know, I just... As long as I've done this, I think it's the, the most important part of the whole thing is to self-evaluate the good, self-evaluate the average, and self-evaluate the bad, and then be consistent and make sure as coaches we're giving the kids the best opportunity to be able to you know, produce on game day because they all want to produce on game day. There's not one of them that goes out, jogs out of the tunnel and says, oh, I hope I play really bad today. It doesn't happen. So, um, and I think Jordan has played very well again last game. He did some really special things with his feet that opened up the run game to allow those big runs to happen. And you can watch the tape. And if you can evaluate football for what football's worth at the end and really dissect it and understand how some of those big runs hit, it's because Jordan Love pulled the ball and got those edge defenders that are playing himself and the running back um, on the edge of the defense conflicted and they made some poor decisions. And Jordan made some really good decisions on when to give it and when to uh, pull it and run. And you know, and then obviously we have there's four big huge plays, and we can't get them back. But it doesn't mean we can't learn from them. That if we make those early in that game, you know, it's a potentially a whole different feel. And if we are going to be successful, 
um, and continue on the, on the road of being successful, that'll keep our offensive on the field, which we talked about earlier, which has to happen. Um, it'll give Jordan that mojo going where, you know, hey, I'm indestructible. I'm going to go get this thing done. And, and the offense becomes infectious on that because of the spread offense, if, you, if your quarterback's feeling it and he's spinning it and he's making those good decisions, it's a vicious, vicious weapon. And that's what we have. We have a really good quarterback, and we need to do all we can to help him, you know, be great. So that, their defense, though, this year in Air Force has been really, really mm-hmm. great, too. I mean, mm-hmm. what they did second half against Air Force, shut down Hawaii even to what they did, not let them run at all and things like that. They're, they're, so their defensive side has really been good. Yeah, and, and you, you, you put their defense, which is exactly right. It's, their defense is, is, is physical. The nose guards, uh, Fafita kid is 330 pounds. Um, so I, I still don't know what plane he flies. but. <laughs> all right. um, but that's everybody says that at the end, so that's that's not a shot. That's just having fun. Um, but he's he's a talented football player. Um, they're big, they're strong, they're physical. They run in the back end very very well. And uh, you know the thing that they do is if you look at it, they limit snaps. I believe if a Fresno was forty five ish total snaps in a football game, and that's a credit to their defense getting off the field, and it's a credit to their offense because if they get the lead on you. They're, again, they're going to grind you into the ground, and they're going to run that clock, grind, grind away. And it's uh, they play offense, defense, special teams. And when all three of those play in that area, they're going to have limited snaps on defense. They're going to have a whole bunch of snaps on offense, and the time of possession is going to be out of control toward their favor. And when they play like that, um, they're going to win. Anything else? Guy that you would probably love to have for this game. Obviously, you don't. What adjustments? Who's that? Fua. Fua, yeah. What, has, what role has he taken on the team now? That he's now? Well, Fua's you know, still with us. He's obviously in a different part of his, his life right now as far as you know, finishing school, getting himself moving in the right direction, um, rehabbing himself. I think he still has a, a dream to eventually you know, chase some type of football. We'll see where it is. But you know, he's, still, he's still part of our, ter- part of, uh, our football team, and he, he's there with the kids. I think it's important when kids go through that, you let them – be involved how they want to be involved. He has no eligibility left. Uh, he has a family, and you know his priorities need to be his family and his education, knowing that we're here for him. So, um, but we still deem him as part of us. And you know he traveled to the LSU game, which was important to, for him to be able to go to that game. And so we obviously had the opportunity to take him to that game. Um, so he'll, he's, uh, you know, you, you got to filter out life in those situations and we just need to make sure that we as a staff and, the, and his teammates are, are here if we can help him as he goes through that transition because it's not easy sometimes. What kind of character is he? How would you describe him? Um, Fua loves loves life. Uh, first thing that comes to my mind, you know, he's a kid that uh, has got a smile on his face, um, Loves to joke around, but he also knows what his priorities are, and he's created those priorities that are intact in his mind. I, when we sat down with him and did his goal sheets back in January, we started to do that. His his goals are right on task, so he's a he's a goal oriented kid that uh, you know understands what his priorities are with his family and, and with his education. And they were football, um, still may be, but uh, you know he was on the leadership committee for a reason, um, and uh, he's he was he's very good for our youth. And especially when he was playing, but even now he's still really good for the youth on this football team to kind of, you know, he's been through a lot. He's, he's transferred. He's had to fight his way back and uh, go to the junior college route, Weber State, all the things that he's done to be able to get himself where he is. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got a good story that can help youth. 
All right, that's Coach Anderson. Now coming up, someone who set a career high in about everything on the defensive side, Andre Grayson Jr. He had nine tackles, eight of them solo. He had a sack and two forced fumbles and should have had an interception as well. Here is Andre Grayson Jr. Overall, I think that our defense played um, fast and had fun. I mean, of course, the aspect of knowing your assignment and being locked in is, the, is important, but the fun and playing fast is also a big part of it, and I think that we did that pretty well, and it, the plays made themselves when we were just going full speed and nonstop and making sure that we knew what we were doing. Air Force, uh, obviously very explosive. Uh, they usually are, but they're even more so this year. Uh, what have you seen from them that's maybe different this year than, than what you saw for them last year? Yeah, so with Air Force, I mean, always always a tough team, always a tough offense to go against. But I think the biggest difference I've seen this year, like from the past game that, we, that they played, um, was more passing a lot more. One of the receivers had like over 100 yards receiving, and that's not typical of Air Force, so... I mean, that just adds to their explosive offense, you know, and that's one. That's just one more thing that we got to pay more attention to during the week and rep a lot for their offense. Well, you made a lot of defensive tackles against Nevada, too. You were in on a lot of plays, and you'll have to – secondary has to tackle in this game very, Absolutely. very well, plus you have to look for guys running down the field. I mean, it's kind of a tough, tough situation they put the secondary in, doesn't it? Yeah, no, um, for sure. I mean, everybody has to do their part day in and day out. Um, it's about reps, really. In practice, it's about keying in on what we have to do, keying in on your job every snap, every play. And when the time arises, you have to make those plays. You have to make those tackles. You have to be in those positions to um, make the plays on the ball when they're in the air. And so it, it can be a lot of responsibility, but I feel that everybody on our defense is up for the task of going against this offense. Have you, For you personally, you've, you seem to have made a huge stride from last year. Was that you you know you've made it so DJ can play corner and you play nickel or whatever it is. I mean, can you talk a little bit about your transition from one year to the next? You as a player. Yeah, um, my transition. I just kind of focused more, started to focus more. You know, last year going into fall camp, I actually was like in a playing role and I was starting, and then I ended up not. I ended up way on, down on the depth chart, and that was a that was an internal thing, and I just had to really realized that I had to focus. You know, I worked more with my teammates. I took better advice. Um, I listened more. I just keyed in more, you know, and working with my teammates was a big part. Like, I, I get advice from DJ all the time. You know, I talk to him a lot because he, he, he has a lot of knowledge and he understands and he's confident and humble and everything. So just taking from my teammates and building my confidence back up through them has been a big part of it. Did you play nickel in high school or was that something that new with you, Justin? Uh, yeah, so my high school didn't run too much nickel. We did run it eventually, but in high school, I played everything in the back end. I played safety. I played nickel. I played corner. So it's not it's not it's not too new, you know. I'm wherever I'm needed, wherever I can make an impact, you know, I, I'll go and I'll work at it and I'll try to perform to the best of my ability. How many times have they called you to blitz this year? Very often. <laughs> that was probably on the year. That was probably my third blitz only third, of the okay. year so it was good to hit home finally and make a play with it <laughs> you guys have been uh, pretty pretty stout defensively this year in the red zone uh, i think that's got to be a major point of emphasis this week air force has scored touchdowns on i want to say 25 to 33 red zone possessions this year so how absolutely imperative is it, is it that you guys bow up 
in the red zone this week? No, yeah, definitely. I mean, always it's important to bow up in the um, red zone. But with Air Force, you know, real tough team, real effective in the red zone. But I think that our success in the red zone is definitely a testament to our defensive line. Um, they're relentless. I mean, they get they get through the cracks of the O line, play after play, you know, and that 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 makes it a lot easier for our safeties to step up, our backers to step up and fill those holes and you know make those stops. So that's that's what we're going to need. We're going to need a lot of toughness when it gets down there because Air Force is really effective, and we know that. What's your scouting report on the uh, Air Force Falcons offense as a whole? What do you see? Um, a little more speed than usual. Um, like like Coach A said, especially those wings, um, re- really fast, you know. Um, more passing, like I said. Um, and they're effective. They're really effective. They're always effective every year, but this year they've been – they seem to be in their groove, you know. So it's it's important to – to be really focused this week, absolutely focused every rep, every play. All right, thanks, Andre. Now up, Mr. Personality himself, Gerald Bright, 15 carries, 126 yards, and two touchdowns versus Nevada. Gerald Bright takes the podium. Nah, but uh, offensively, uh, we played okay. Could have played a lot better. Um, you know, we got we got to get back to the fundamentals, the basics, and uh, uh, keep striving to do better. And um, you know, really, really take off in that run game and um, get the explosives in the pass game. Coach Anderson talked about how Jordan's running early in the game kind of opened up the run game for you and for Jalen. Why was that? And was that kind of by design to have Jordan run like that, or was that just something you see? Well, it's, it's never by design. You know, we, we, we run plays, and, um, you know, you got to trust Jordan out there. He's the man with the plan. You know, he's the big shot out there, and, um, and we just trust what he sees, and if, and if he needs to pull it, he's going to pull it, and uh, he's going to take off, get as much yards as he can, and then when I finally get the ball, hopefully the hole is there for me to do what I need to do. I asked the coach about what it affects a quarterback when passes get dropped like they were in the game. There were some obvious drops. And he says, you know, Jordan never points. Me. So he never, you never come back. Well, you don't huddle much anyhow, mm-hmm. but you never come back. Come on, or you don't ever hear that from him. No, nah, no, nah, we don't do that around here. It's, 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 you already know it. You drop the ball, you already know what people going to say. So tighten up. You know, <laughs> do better. Let's go. From what you've seen, I'm, I'm, you'll do a lot more prep work this week, but uh, what's the best way to attack, attack this Air Force? What's been a really opportunistic Air Force defense? Uh, the best way to attack a, a triple option team who runs the clock down forever, and uh, we'll probably have about eight or ten possessions the whole game. What's the best way to attack them? Score points. Every time we get the ball, we got to score. So that's the best way to attack a team like that. We've had a couple of guys, they do that feature for us about, no, they ask you random questions. Mm-hmm. Two or three guys have said you are the biggest trash talker on the team. Who it's, said that? A couple of guys, do you, do you agree with that? <laughs> you serious? <laughs> yeah, they said that, they said, well, they like you though. I mean, you can tell they're not, it's not like hateful trash. Talk. Yeah. They think you talk more than about everybody on the team. Is that true? Or uh, not? I don't know. I ain't know I was a trash talker. I'd just be talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I need to know names. Write them names well, down. <laughs> yeah, write them names down. Let me see. I think Unga was, Unga was one of them last week. So. Uh, yeah, Unga. I talk a lot of smack to Unga. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> see, okay. So that was justified then, <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so do you talk to the opposing defense too or just your teammates? Yeah, I like I like talking to them. But not, I only talk to them when they do something to me that's kind of foul or they say something to me and then I'm on their head the whole game. 
I talk about him the whole entire game. So yeah. <laughs> Well, I know y'all got what about how you guys have uh, you guys have set yourselves up now? You continue to in conference games. You've ta- you've taken care of things as you've had to. And like you said, I think I think it was you who said after the game, what we've done up until now is probably not good enough to maybe continue to win the championship or to do things. You got to offense has got to do better. You're saying at that time, but a lot of things. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, well, as I say a lot of times, um, over and over, uh, my expectations for this offense for me. For um, other individuals in this offense is is very high, and I'm not going to lower the standard for anybody. This is my last go round, my senior year, and I and I can't afford to to be let down or to let myself down or to let my teammates down. So I hold that standard high, and um, you know, even though people like to say celebrate the win, yeah, celebrate the win, but it's time to get back, get back in the in the lab, and, and you know focus on everything that we can correct and we can do a lot better because there is a lot of mistakes out there and I know we haven't played our best game offensively, defensively and on special teams so it's out there for grabs and every week we go out there and play a new game who knows, that might be the game it, it could happen so you just gotta keep pushing, as a leader I gotta keep pushing those guys, my teammates hey man we can do better um, you know, and, and be, a, a, be a strategic a strategic critiquer that makes sense but do it in the right way and um yeah so hopefully hopefully um doing that and being a good leader will will help us keep moving forward climbing up that mountain to a mountain west championship speaking of leadership this is a very hostile environment very big game here in the mountain west uh what do you tell to younger guys galen warren or younger guys on the team about how to prepare for something like this a conference big time game have fun you know it's football most of these guys on this team have been playing football since they were seven years old. You know, it's all about having fun. You got to know your assignments and all those things, yes. But when, you, when you're in a big environment and them fans out there screaming, that's what you want. That's what guys, that's what big-time players wish for. You know, we, we wish that, oh, let's play in front of this, this big crowd and it's loud. And, and that's when you have camaraderie in, along with your teammates and y'all just get through it together. So I just say just have fun. Just go out there and go crazy. What was it like to have Jalen Warren back last week? Uh it was it was nice. Took the load off of, um a lot. He he did very well per usual as he always would do. He's a great running back, runs physical and he, and he's very well at catching the ball as well. So it was great having him also in the backfield having that that one two punch. Gerald, this is uh, weather we've had for these games the last while and what we'll have the rest of the year is nothing like Florida. Nah. Has that been a hard thing for you to adjust to to play football in this kind of weather or or does it even does it, do you even think about that when the game starts or anything uh during the week i'll be thinking about it i'll be like man it's gonna be cold man. i ain't trying to be doing all this but no nah, it don't really affect me but the best weather i mean i like playing in the sun so lsu was my favorite game because my muscles felt warmed up and everything i felt like i was at home but the weather you just gotta you just gotta take it out of your head man it's just a, it's just a factor a factor of the game that you just need to eliminate, you know, and play ball. Did you, did you ever think you'd play football in 32-degree weather or whatever in your life? Never, never thought. Never thought of it. Never, never, ever. <laughs> How long did it take you to adjust to the elevation? It's, it's different. Uh, a funny story. So when I first got here, 
my very first workout day, well, I'll say the second day. The first day we did 100 up-downs. <laughs> the, second, the second day I came out here, we ran tempos, and I think we had to run like eight. I only made two. So that, so that elevation hit me pretty hard, and they sat me down. But um, I, got, I got over it about a week or two, so it don't take that long. You just got to run and train in it, and then you'll be all right. I would suspect that you play a, probably a pretty big role in uh, when Savon elects to re- return those kickoffs there. Uh, how much pride do you take in uh, your role on those special team units this year who really made a difference for this team? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hate to give the credit to Savon, all the credit to Savon, but he's a great returner. I mean, I think he set the record on five, yeah, five kick returns in the career. So that is amazing. And for me to be on the field when he's doing that, I am honored to be on the field. I'm honored to block for him and do what I'm supposed to do to make him great. So that's what I got to say about that. Are you surprised they're still kicking to him and not kicking to you? Bro, super surprised. When they kicked it to him the second time, I'm like, what are you? I'm like, I guess they were like, he can't do it twice. <laughs> but you'd like a chance, too. Hmm? You'd like a chance, too. I do, but hey, that's that's the man, you know. <laughs> that's that's his thunder. You, feel you guys can line up with the eyes. In eye formation. <laughs> we we try, know. we try. That's what we do. We try. Don't worry. Well, you probably nowadays, the rest of the year, you might not see any kicks either your direction or too far. That'll be the old thing. I mean, that's what we think, but you never know. Some people, some people, they just arrogant and they and they want to go for it. So. <laughs> Savon kind of has a green light to take it out whenever he wants. Do you oh, yeah. have a similar light or no? Uh, yeah, we, we, we know what we're doing back there. Um, coach tell us if we ain't going backwards, we're going. So, so get ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, that does it for this edition of the Utah State Football Weekly Presser. Remember, you can find the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. If you missed the show and want to listen to it in its entirety, you can find it on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. There you can find all of our episodes, the whole entire two hours, and bonus-related material such as interviews and these weekly football pressers. Oh, and don't forget, hit that subscribe button for us. Until then, we're just here so we don't get fined.